0: What is a higher-order function? By the end of this episode, you should be able to identify them, understand why they're useful, and have some higher-order functions to study and learn if you don't already know them. My name is Eric Normand, and I help people thrive with functional programming. Higher-order functions uh, play a big role in functional programming. Um, you'll hear the term a lot, uh, and we're gonna learn about what what the term is. But they're a powerful way to abstract out functionality. So, let's get to it. So, first, a definition: um, a, f- a higher order function is a function that either takes a function as an argument returns a function as its return value or both. So we probably I mean we tend to use these all the time. Um, if you're a JavaScript programmer, if you've ever done any JavaScript, um, you probably use them all over the place. So many functions in JavaScript JavaScript take a callback function as an argument. So, any of those functions that take a callback function, those are higher order functions. Now, you might be more familiar with the uh, kind of classical three main functional higher order functions, which are map, filter, and reduce. So, map takes a function and an array or a list, and it returns an array. Of the the you know f applied f the function applied to all the elements of the argument Uh, filter takes a function a predicate function and a list of elements and it keeps all the ones that return true when you call the predicate on it okay and then reduce takes a function an initial value and an array and um, runs the function on the initial value and the each of the elements in the array iteratively, and then returns the the value at the end. Um, so these are all functions that take an argument, a, a function as an argument. So there, we'll call them first order functions. Okay, where does the term come from? Um, I don't know if there's uh, a a real origin if this is the actual origin but the way i like to think of it is there's the notion of the order of a polynomial so a polynomial in math is some equation that's like 4x squared plus 3x plus 2 you could have 7x cubed plus 4x squared plus 3x plus 2 all right those are those are polynomials but the order of the polynomial is the biggest exponent on the x. Right? So um, a third order polynomial is going to have a three, second order polynomial is going to have a two in the exponent. Uh, and so I like to look at it like that that, uh, that a zero order function ha- is a function that just takes values, non-functions, just takes values and returns values. A first order function is going to take a function. A Second order function is going to take a function that takes a function. So, you know, it starts to get pretty abstract uh, and hard to work with, but that first order uh, level is actually pretty useful. Um, So, why would we do this? Well, if you look at the examples of map, filter, and reduce, they are basically um, specific use cases of for loops or some or recursion perhaps if if that's how you want to implement them um, that are very useful and repeated a lot. So you could write the recursion yourself or the for loop yourself that transforms all the elements in a map and returns uh, sorry retur- transforms all the elements in a list and returns that new list with, with those, you know, the new elements, uh, you could do that, and every time you would write the same for loop or the same recursion over and over again. What map does is it lets you, re- you know, re- not repeat that for loop and just talk about what's different. And that's nice, right? It's way less error prone to have the thing be. Uh, sort of uh, the, the looping is done for you. All you have to do is provide this function. Um, and the function turns out to be sort of the, the body of the list. I'm sorry the body of the of the for loop, right? Whatever you were doing inside that for loop now you just put in a function and you pass it in. Same with filter. you could write the loop that goes through each element and checks it to see if it's greater than 10 and if it's greater than 10 it adds it to a list if it's not greater than 10 it just ignores it so it just it just loops through all the things and then at the end you'll have a list of all the things in the original list that are greater than 10 what filter lets you do is abstract that away and you say I do not need to care about the for the for loop anymore there's a lot of errors that I could do in the for loop but right now I'm just going to pass Greater than 10 in as a function, and filter will take care of the rest. And reduce is similar, um, so this lets us build new abstractions uh, that help us reduce that repeated code. and Map filter and reduce are pretty universal, you'll find them in a lot of languages in the standard libraries um, because. You know, if you got a general-purpose language, these are general-purpose tools. They work very well, like in any domain. But you could have some in your domain that wouldn't make sense to be put in a general-purpose language's, um, you know, standard library. Um, And so you can find them and you can write them yourselves. That's the nice thing about you know that's why we have to learn higher order functions because you should be if you're using higher order functions you should be able to find these uh, abstractions that can be turned into functions and adding new features should get easier over time because you're you're increasing the amount of the the number of abstractions that you have at your disposal to and they you know each time it should make you should be eliminating bugs. You should be making it easier to to write things like that. Okay, so we talked about taking functions that take functions as arguments, but what about functions that return a function? We don't see that so much in JavaScript. It's not so common. Um, we tend to want to write our functions ourselves in those languages. But what would be an example of this? Well, imagine a function, a very simple function, that takes an argument and then it returns a function that always returns that argument, no matter what arguments you pass it. So it's kind of a constantly. So if you pass it three. It it will return a function that always returns three. So it's constantly three. Now, this function that always returns three is very easy to write, right? You can just say function return three, right? And you've got that. Uh, But as a little construct, it might be faster to say constantly three uh, than to write out a whole function. Depends on how verbose your language is. But just that—that's an example of a function that takes an argument, just a number or whatever value, and it returns a function that always returns that value. Um, that's not so it's not so useful, but sometimes it's exactly what you need. The the it's some—it's exactly what you need, but it's not. <laughs> the reason it's not useful is because it's so easy to write that function yourself, right? But it makes a good example. imagine another function that takes a function and returns a function that returns the opposite of it so you pass in the function um even so is even which says it returns true if the number is even and false if it's not so you pass in this function is even and it returns a function Basically, with not wrapped around it, so not a function is a new function, but it's calling not is even, so that's odd, right? Now, of course, this is easy to write, on your own. Like you can eat, you can easily do that. But when you build up a sort of a, a collection of these little uh, combinators, is what they're called, the little functions that return or transform functions, return new functions. You can compose them, so you can you can do a thing that like you know composes constantly with a knot, with a um, you know whatever you want. Whether do it three times, uh, there's all sorts of things you could do um, to transform this thing, and so you're operating at this higher level. So instead of writing out the code, you're doing. Higher order transformations and stuff. You don't want to get too abstract. Sometimes it's better to just write it out, but it's possible. And when you get to the next level of thinking, that's where these things actually start to become very useful. Uh, I do want to say um, I s- sometimes see this as related to what in the object oriented world people call. Dependency injection. So, dependency injection uh, often, to me, looks like it's an object's constructor that takes objects as arguments, and so you're passing in kind of the behavior. You're passing in behavior, so it's kind of like you're passing in a function. Um, it's, it's. I think it's a similar idea uh, to higher-order function. That's kind of like Higher order objects, objects made of other objects, that get their behavior from those other objects. Um, so instead of referring to the objects in sort of the, maybe the global space or constructing them themselves, they they allow them to be passed in. Okay, so let me recap um, the definition of higher order functions. These are functions that either take a f- value, take an argument. Let me start over. A function that either takes a function as an argument, returns a function, or both. because That's possible too. Uh, We use them all the time in JavaScript. So many functions have callbacks. Every time we're passing a callback to another function, that function is higher order. Um, You need first-class functions for this to work. You need to be able to pass functions as arguments and return them as return values. Some common ones that you might know, map, filter, and reduce. I call these the three functional tools. They're kind of like your basic tool set for doing um, functional data transformation. Higher order functions help you build new abstractions. Uh, Notice you don't need to have... um, A lot of the constructs of your language, like the syntactic constructs, can be rewritten in terms of higher order functions. That's something to try. Uh, Try to write a conditional, like a function called if. I know you can't, you probably can't call it if. You can call it my if, that takes a Boolean and two functions, one for the then and one for the else. Give it a shot. See if you can do it. You can also return a function um, that is something that does come in handy, um, but we're not going to go too deep into that. And I think it's related to dependency injection. Do give that a shot. I'll give you a little assignment. Try to write a conditional function that takes a Boolean and two other functions and decides which function to run based on that value. All right, my name is Eric Normand. This has been my thoughts on functional programming. Uh, you can find this episode and all other episodes at lispcast.com/podcast. and you will find video recordings, audio, and text transcripts of everything there. You'll also find links to subscribe and how to follow me on social media how to get in touch with me. Awesome. I appreciate you being here and rock on.